Welcome to the Nourish, Eat, Repeat podcast, helping people who want to improve their health and change their mindset around food so they can live the life they were designed and called for. I am your host, Adrienne Delgado, and in this podcast, you will get practical nutrition and health tips for both you and your entire family. I am a registered dietitian. I'll give you step-by-step plans to reach your goals, easy tips to stay motivated, and my favorite recipes that I know you will enjoy too. Nutrition and health doesn't have to be boring or grueling. Let's enjoy the journey while we strive to reach the destination together. So grab your water bottle and notebook because it's time to get started. Well, hello. Welcome to another episode of Nourish, Eat, Repeat. I'm your host, Adrienne Delgado, and I am a registered dietitian. One of the things that I hear more than anything in my office when I'm meeting with my clients is this phrase. And tell me if this describes you. I know what I should be doing. I just don't do it. And so I've heard that phrase so many times to the point where I was like, all right, it's not a necessarily a knowledge deficit that my clients are struggling with. It's accountability. And so we decided to design a program and we actually created a group virtual program that is all about accountability. It's high level accountability. It not only provides information and education on sound nutrition principles and, you know, gives you that guidance on things that work and are effective so you're not wasting your time on things that don't work. But it also joins that education piece with encouragement, motivation, but the biggest factor is accountability. And so we have run this program several times now. We have our next class starting September 22nd. And I could sit here and I could talk to you all about, you know, the components of the program, why it could be a great fit for you. But I figured you don't want to hear that information from me. Uh, Why not give you that information uh, from somebody who's actually gone through the program and has seen firsthand the effects of implementing some of the teachings and the, the guidance provided in the program. And so I invited a graduate of the Jumpstart program to our show today, um, What I love about Annalisa, uh, Annalisa Smithson is our guest today, is not only did she go through the program as a student, but she is also a therapist that helps other people with anxiety and depression. And what is really cool about Annalisa is in her practice, she is an animal assisted therapist. So she uses her dog Benji to help others in learning to deal with their anxiety and their depression. And I believe even addiction is another thing that she works with. So you are in for a special treat today because not only do you get to walk alongside Annalisa in her health journey, but you also get to hear some amazing pieces of of wisdom and education around the connection between what we're putting in our body and our mental health. 
And so she really brings that to light as she guides us and, uh, and walks us through the connections that she made, not only in her own journey, but how she's helping others now reach their goals. So really excited for today and to bring you this episode. All right. Well, Annalisa, we are just so excited to have you on the show today. Thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Awesome. All right. So we are just going to jump right in. And um, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Sure. So I own an animal-assisted therapy practice in Pottstown, uh, where I work with stressed out people who happen to love dogs. And not surprisingly, I also fit that description. I feel pretty stressed these days and I love dogs. Um, I'm also a parent. I have a six-year-old daughter. Um, I'm getting married soon. I live with my partner or we live with my partner. Um, Yeah. That's awesome. So, you know, one of, I guess, one of my questions always is, is what was your biggest nutrition challenge or your biggest health challenge prior to us working together? Yeah. Easy question. Cutting out the late night snacking. Like this, this has been the the thing that has always dragged me down. I'm so good at adopting all the other habits that we talk about in nutrition programs, but you know, the, the late night, like not even that late, like eight, nine o'clock rolls around. I want to sit down watch TV and I start eating cheese and I swear cheese is an addiction. <laughs> uh, I know women and cheese just go together. Like, Why is it so delicious? <laughs> So I was going to, so let's go with that a little bit. So is, was it always cheese or were there other foods involved as well? Um, really it's just cheese. Like I, I, you know, I enjoy a little chocolate here and there, like, but no, it's really just the cheese. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So how did you even find out about our jumpstart program? Can you walk me through that experience? Yeah, actually, Mayor Jenna of Royersford shared um, your book a while back when she bought it, and she was all excited about trying out the recipes, and I was like, oh, this person looks interesting, so I followed you on Facebook, and I've been stalking (laughs) you ever since, (laughs) you know, paying attention to when you shared things, and for a while, I was like, maybe I should see a nutritionist, you know, personally, and uh, I never quite took the plunge, and then when you shared the diet rehab group, um, so it was like a free, like four day group. I was like, okay, like I'll give this a whirl. And it was really good. It was really helpful. And that just made me decide to jump into the jump start. Okay. Was there anything specific about that diet rehab program that, or I should say, was there something specific about the jump start program that made you want to join? Yeah, I know that I do well in groups, like having accountability from my peers. Um, is the thing that will keep me focused on the long term. Yeah. Yeah. I think so for so many of us, we want to do this on our own or we think we need to do it privately because, you know, we're either embarrassed or we're, you know, we're just frustrated with past failed attempts. So we, we don't want to share what we're doing with other people because we don't want to open ourselves up to that vulnerability. Yeah. But yet it's the group setting that kind of creates that support that we need to get over the hump. Exactly. It's hard to make mistakes in front of other people, right? And we know that when it comes to changing our relationship with food, there are going to be lots of mistakes. 
Right. So just being willing to accept that and say, okay, I'm still going to jump into this group. I'm going to do my best. I'm going to be honest. You said that in the very first class, right? Like, got to be honest or I can't help you. Right. It stuck with me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think too, it's that imperfect action, right? You just have to put yourself out there knowing, like you said, you're going to make those mistakes along the way. And that's okay because that's how you learn versus yeah. letting the fear paralyze you and then never seeing true progress. Exactly. So, okay. All right. So talk to me a little bit about maybe some of those other programs or, you know, maybe diets that you tried in the past. You had mentioned, you know, I was really good at following all the other roles, except for this <laughs> one part. Like what were some of the other things that you tried prior to coming to, to body metrics? Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, what did you like or dislike about them? Those different programs? Yeah. So the one I liked the best was Weight Watchers. Um, they did simplify a lot of what we need to know about nutrition. Um, but the problem with Weight Watchers was that you, you have to stick to it, right? Like you have to make lifestyle changes and then go into the maintenance. And this whole idea of like counting points and like, I don't, I don't know, it got too complicated for me, even though it's actually one of the simplest programs out there. And, um, you know, in comparison, when when you talked about like, you know, how to fill your plates or, um, you know, this is a podcast, so I can't see my hands, but you know, like when you showed, this is like the amount of food that you should have as a vegetable. This is what you should have, or this, this is what you should have as a carb. This is what a protein should look like. And it like gave me the visuals. I was like, Oh, that's easy. I can fill my plate like that every day and not have to think about it and not count calories or points or any of that. Right. So did you count calories at all during the Jumpstart program or you just use those hand visuals to help you guide you? I did track what I was eating in an app. Um, so rather than like the handwritten journal, I, I had the app. And so that tracked it for me. So I was able to see that um, using those visuals to fill my plate was getting me to the calories that I needed. Perfect. So, so it that. wasn't necessarily something you had to do, but it reinforced and validated what you were doing. Exactly. Yeah. And honestly, that is um, one of my biggest goals whenever I meet with any clients is to create something simple, right? Not so simple that it doesn't get you results, but simple in nature so that you can continue doing it for a long time, not just for a specific time to do a diet and lose weight, but actually for the long term. So that's really that's helpful information to know that the two validated each other and you yeah. don't necessarily have to spend a life of counting calories or counting points to see success. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, were there any other differences between this particular program, the jumpstart program, and maybe some of the other programs you tried in the past? Um, well, yeah, I like being able to do this from home online, right? I didn't have to go to any meetings. Um, but I still, you know, got to interact with the group. Um, so the Facebook group made that really valuable for me. Um, and you know, I, in any of the other programs, I've never worked directly with a nutritionist. Okay. So <clears throat> maybe more of like a, a coach, but here you had actually the professional working closely with you every step of the way. Yep. And you provided like the science behind what we were doing, right? I understand blood sugar levels so much better now, right? Like I can, when I feel myself getting hangry, I know what's happening with my body, right? And I, it, that the science behind it, I don't know, that worked for me, right? Mm -hmm. 
Well, I think it's so, I say this a lot to even my clients, there's a difference between teaching children and teaching adults, right? For adults, we need to understand the why behind it so we can feel a connection to our action and actually follow through with it. You know, kids have learned to just accept, hey, this is a new concept, I'm teaching this to you. I don't need to really understand how you got there, just I'll accept that it's true. But for adults, we need that connection yeah. so that we can, we can follow through with it. Because like you said, you understand what's happening, now you know the proper steps versus, I don't know, she just told us to do it, so I'm doing <laughs> it. That's never gonna stick long term. It's only gonna, yeah. it's gonna get you so far, but the science behind it is so important, so having that component. Mm -hmm. yeah. And you made it so accessible too, like the, the charts and graphics, and, and you put it in terms, like I didn't have to go study you know, nutrition or study, right? What's it called, nutritional science? Um, so you made it accessible for someone who doesn't have that background too. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. All right. So, um, you mentioned the Facebook page was a really helpful component. So in our jumpstart program, we have a private Facebook community and, um, well, Annalisa, I'll let you explain that because you said that was really helpful. And then I want to dive into maybe some of the other helpful resources that you found. Um, well, I should say the other resources that you found to be helpful in the program. Yeah. Um, so when you first said that there were going to be accountability call-outs, I low-key panicked on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what do you mean you're going to call me out? Like, please don't do that. Uh, but that was the best part. So knowing every day that you're going to be there, and it was a very active group, right? There was comments every day, questions every day. So knowing that you were going to say my name at some point and ask me a question, and I never knew what kind of question. So, you know, did you exercise today? What did you have for breakfast? Um, did you get all the colors, you know, of the rainbow in your produce? And so I, I prepared myself for that, right? And it, it really did make me more accountable to following what you were, you were teaching us. And then when I did make a mistake or when I had, you know, something not as positive to report, it was okay. I'd be like, oh yeah, I haven't had breakfast yet. You hear it is 11.30. And you didn't say like, oh, you jerk, like why didn't you eat breakfast? You're like, well, it's not too late. And I was like, she's right. <laughs> it's not too late. <laughs> you know, it's just, just such a like great atmosphere, just comforting and, and educational, like, and just the right components of both. Well, and I think probably, what I see most, whether it be in our Jumpstart program or on my individual one-on-one -on -one sessions with clients, is this whole all or nothing mentality, right? It's either we're doing it all right or it's all wrong and there's no shade of gray in between. Yeah. And so it's like, oh, I messed up on breakfast today. Okay, it's not too late. Let's just get right back in the game where somebody skipping breakfast or missing breakfast could completely derail them for the rest of the day because they made that mean something and it didn't. Mm -hmm. It just meant that they missed breakfast, not, oh, now I'm off the diet and now I need to, you know, I might as well just eat donuts the rest of the day because I already blew it. Mm -hmm. And I think that mindset is what keeps people in this continuous diet loop for so long because they don't know how to separate one mistake from blowing it and then going completely off the rails. I don't know if you would agree with that. I mean, you, you have the psychology background more so than I do. So I'd love how your intake on that. 
Yeah, I was, I was just thinking that that applies to so many other aspects of our lives besides just the way that we eat um, when, it, when it comes to um, addiction. So I, I work with a lot of people who overcome addiction and that all or nothing mentality can really like really negatively impact people's lives, right? Knowing that like, okay, you're, you're going to reduce the harm that you're doing to your body or to your life or whatever the, the problem is you're trying to face. And we're going to do this slowly over time and you're going to be human about it, right? You're not all of a sudden going to wake up one morning and be eating perfectly and have, you know, overcome your alcohol addiction and suddenly not be feeling anxiety anymore. Right? It just, we're all human and it's just never going to happen that way. And that really is okay. Yeah. Well, I, I agree. And I, I always teach the method of like nutrition, especially um, it's not a light switch. It's not like just because you learn this information one day, all of a sudden you're like, oh, okay, I'm never going to eat cheese again at eight o'clock. Light switch <laughs> off, check. I'm never going to have this challenge ever again because I learned in this class, these are my different coping strategies. Like it doesn't work that way. Progress takes time and there's sometimes slip ups and, and backwards motion. But as long as we keep getting back up and we keep moving forward, that's where growth happens. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes we learn the most from, you know, those moments immediately after the slip ups. All right, how am I going to treat this? How am I going to treat myself during this slip up? And then you get up and you're even more motivated and excited to move forward, right? Yeah, absolutely. So I always tell people it's not the slip ups that make you gain weight. It's the reaction to the slip ups. Mm -hmm. So. Oh, yeah. What's your mantra for that? Oh, quick down, quick up. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Fast as you fall down is as fast as you stand back up and you get right back into it because that is how you stay in the game. Mm -hmm. And I always share with people, you know, there is no difference between how many times you mess up <clears throat> in terms of being successful. Like my most successful clients, they mess up just as many times as you do. The only difference is they get back up really quickly and start it, start right back again. Yeah. So, yeah. Perfect. All right. So question of the day, uh, we talked about the call outs. Um, there was also a question of the day. What were your thoughts about that? Or if you could explain it first for the people listening. Yeah. So, you know, early in the morning, every day, there was an email as well as a post in, on uh, the Facebook group um, asking a question that somehow related to the lesson that week, right? The class that week. Um, now I'm trying to think of an example and none of them are coming to mind. Um. Um, okay, so in week one, we talk about the scale and how does the scale make you feel? So an example, one of the questions was, do you plan on weighing yourself during this challenge? Yeah. If yes, why, or, and if no, why? So, right. so there are these thought provoking questions <laughs> that for me, they made me think more deeply about my relationship with food, about my relationship with exercise, and like what my plan was going forward. Sometimes like a literal plan, like the question would be like, what's your meal plan for the week, <laughs> right? I was at um, the end, we, we build up to that. <laughs> right, yes. Yeah. Oh, that's why it's top of mind, right? Is at the end. Um, but yeah, so I, I think that your approach from the very beginning was let's get to the root of the problem. We're not going to give like an easy fix or a band-aid for a problem. We're, we're going to get to the root. We're going to create a better foundation and give you something to move forward with, you know, 
for your life, not just for six weeks. And those questions helped like firm that up. Okay. Awesome. So you had the thought provoking questions that helped you really dive into your relationship with food, your relationship with your body. Um, and then you also had the accountability questions that were more maybe surface level, mm -hmm. but they were the actual, the part the execution, like, are you doing the things that we talked about and doing the things that you said you wanted to do at the beginning of the program? So it was yeah. tackling it from both areas. Yeah. And one of the things that I really loved about this program, like every once in a while you would say or do something that I would be like, Oh, I recognize that that's CBT. Like that's cognitive behavioral therapy. <laughs> um, and, and it's just such a well-designed program, like between the, the accountability questions, the, the group support that, you know, those um, questions of the day, all of that, like we're getting into the cognitions, how we think about food, our feelings, right? Like there's definitely an emotional component to the way we eat, the reasons we eat, and then our behaviors, which is obviously what we're ultimately trying to change. And like you say, I'm not a psychologist, but like, I don't know, you, <laughs> you, you have a pretty darn good grasp of it. I have a psychology minor, but I don't know. There you go. <laughs> Sorry for the interruption, but I wanted to personally invite you to our free four-day workshop called Diet Rehab, September 14th, 15th, 16th, and 17th at 8 p.m. Eastern. Do you consider yourself to be a professional dieter? You know, the one who has tried every diet out there only to have given up a couple days in because it's just too restrictive? Or maybe you have had success with dieting only to gain the weight back again plus some. If this is you, then diet rehab is absolutely where you need to be September 14th to the 17th at 8 p.m. Eastern. To register, simply go to bodymetricspa.com forward slash diet rehab to reserve your spot. And now back to the show. Like you said, food and nutrition and health is so, uh, and mental health is so interwoven. And, you know, yes, I can teach people to eat more fruits and vegetables or eat less saturated fats, but, you know, that's not really getting down to the root, which I like to do root work. I like to know the whys and understand so we can make change. Um, because if you don't change the habits behind it <clears throat> or the, the mindset behind it, you're going to continue seeing the same challenges over and over again. Right. Okay. So question for you, what goals did you set for yourself at the beginning of the program? Or was it just to not eat cheese? <laughs> <laughs> it was one of them. Well, to eat less cheese. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm totally <laughs> throwing that in there. So I had a, a few goals, right? There were some like, we'll call them like surface level goals, right? So like I mentioned that I'm getting married in a month. Um, I, I obviously fit in my wedding dress, but I wanted to put on my wedding dress and like feel great and look great and just be really happy with what I was seeing in the mirror. And I, I, I did achieve that goal. Um, but that was sort of beside the point. Um, the really important thing that I wanted to achieve, I was remembering a few years ago um, when I just, my life was just in a really different place and I was eating really well. I was exercising almost every day. Um, I was sleeping, you know, every night, good quality sleep. And I was just happy, right? I was just like a time in my life when I was just genuinely happy and felt like mentally, emotionally healthy. 
and I just wanted to get back there again. And that's not something that's going to happen in six weeks, but I can see that I am making progress toward that again. Um, and it's important to me in part because when I'm with my clients, especially when I start working with a new therapy client, um, I do explain to them how how we eat, how we move, and how we rest like fits together to support our mental health. So I use the metaphor of the kitchen stool. Like these are the three legs and your mental health is resting on top of that stool. And if you knock one of the legs out from under you, it's gonna topple over, you know, and it's gonna be harder to, to achieve your mental and emotional health goals. Um, so if I'm gonna, you know, talk the talk, I wanna walk the walk as well. And how I exercise and how I sleep, I'm pretty good there, but I realize that my relationship with food needs some work. And so why not ask for help? Yeah. Yeah, I love that so much. I love that metaphor. I love that visual because it makes so much sense. You know, we we try to tackle the stool, the cushion part, but if we don't address the legs, <laughs> it's always going to be on shaky ground. And so we need that strong foundation mm -hmm. to move forward. You know, I'm going to mess this up, but I was listening to a podcast one time and it was uh, this gentleman who he was a consultant for like seven and eight figure businesses. Um, so I, I'm not there yet, but <laughs> um, but it's nice to listen. It's nice to dream. And, and so what I thought was really interesting about this man who, you know, is consulting million billion dollar companies um, was that before he would even speak to you, before you could even get him on the phone or in a video chat, uh, you had to go through his program. And he had like three pillars, like, and one was nutrition, one was relationships with your family. And then there was a third one and it's just escaping me right now. I can't think of it. Um, but he's like, until you get these three components, you know, into a strong foundation, um, I won't even talk to you because if any one of these crumbles, and maybe it was your mental health. I, I, again, I can't remember offhand, but he's like, if at any point one of these legs goes out from under you, your health, your relationship, your, your family, or, you know, we'll say mental health because I can't remember it, you know, your business will crumble. Right. And so, you know, of course, you know, being a dietitian, I get all giddy and excited. I'm like, oh, <laughs> you know, that nutrition is so important. But it's true. And, you know, and, and when we can make those connections between our own business or our own uh, professional realm of interest and health, and we can make those connections, it just helps strengthen the bond and strengthen the, the need and the desire to want to do this well so that we can do other things well. Yeah. So, um, so I love that connection between the cognitive behavior therapy and you know, the stool. And I think that's just so amazing and so helpful for your clients to, to put that connection together so that they can be successful. Yeah, yeah. When I first started the program, I think I had this naive idea that I would learn things that I could then share with my clients. And, you know, I quickly realized that like, you know, nutritional science is way too in depth. <laughs> I'm not gonna try. But I did pick up a bunch of things that I've been teaching to my six-year-old daughter. And so I, one of the, um, it wasn't a goal at the beginning, but one of like the wonderful successes, unexpected successes of this program is that I've started to instill some really good habits in my daughter. For example, she gets up in the morning and, and 
asks me, can we make a rainbow bowl? So we get out a bowl, we pull out a bunch of different produce and we like, you know, intentionally put one color, you know, one of each color from the rainbow. And then we have this like delicious, beautiful breakfast full of fruits and vegetables to have in the morning. And it's just become like a fun little bonding activity that we do. I also told her, we like did the math to figure out how much water she should drink. She's walking around with her little Jojo Siwa bottle, like drinking water all day long. <laughs> so I, I, I really love that too. So it's not only like helps me personally and by extension, hopefully it will eventually help my clients, um, but it's also helping my daughter. Oh, I love that. I love when you can, not like you said, you can create that connection at home, which just strengthens your commitment because obviously you want to continue her on her path of health. So you want to be an example for that. So you know, when she says, can we make a rainbow bowl? You're not going to be like, no, nah, I don't feel like it. Cause your daughter <laughs> is literally asking, can we make fruits and vegetables for breakfast? That, yeah. Which, you know, creates that support for you. Um, but I love that it's generational. You know, you're impacting another generation who is going to learn when it's easier, right? Versus mm -hmm. creating some habits. I know for so many parents, there's this mindset of, well, they can eat whatever they want. They're young, you know, they can burn it off. But we forget that the habits they're developing when they're six and seven are going to be the habits that follow them into their thirties and forties. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's awesome. She won't have some of those same challenges because she's been taught at an early age, the best way to do things. Yeah. Isn't it funny how it's generational? Like uh, my, my dad would always scoff at like the sugary cereals. He'd be like, you don't need that. And so now like I never buy sugary cereals. However, we always had cheddar cheese in the house <laughs> without fail. We always had a big bag of potatoes. <laughs> right. And then it ends up being your go-to and your <laughs> yeah. there's associations with it. Yeah. Um, but if you don't have cheddar cheese and potatoes in your house, your daughter we're going to learn that's that. That's not going to be her go-to. Yeah. So that's interesting. So obviously I know the, the Jumpstart program is six weeks. So like you said, we cannot fix everything in six weeks. Mm -hmm. um, so what are some things you're still working on in terms of your own health or nutrition? Yeah. So the six weeks that we were doing this program were kind of like a calm like easy like moment in my life right it's the middle of the summer I mean it is we are dealing with a lot with COVID-19 with social unrest so I've had this sustained level of stress that everybody else is experiencing but it wasn't until now when the virtual schooling started you know we're starting to prepare for like what is this going to look like that my stress skyrocketed again mm -hmm. um, and this is the moment when I'm noticing okay those habits that were actually <clears throat> I won't say easy, but you know, the, those habits that I was developing over the six weeks, they, they could take a lot of my attention and were easier to, you know, whatever to put into place. And now that my stress is skyrocketing, I'm noticing that I'm paying less attention to my nutrition and to my exercise. And so this is like that crucial moment where I'm like, okay, <laughs> how am I going to react to my stress? Am I going to keep doing all those things I learned or am I going to let it all fall off? And so I, I think I'm jumping ahead to a later question, but I decided that, you know, I still do need help, right? Even though the six weeks was enough for like a great foundation and a couple of really key habits, I still need support. And so I'm going to ask for it, 
right? No shame, right? I'm going to keep going with the, the programs that you have at Body Metrics. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, you, you, you kind of hit the nail on the head. You did uh, the Jumpstart program in a time of your life where you could devote the attention to it and the focus. But now, now that real life is starting to come <laughs> at us at record speeds and it's like, okay, what am I going to do with it? Am I going to continue on this path or am I going to take the easy way out and just abandon it and go back to putting out fires and just trying to, to figure it out as I go. And that's a really dangerous place to be when figuring things out and winging it. Cause I always say I've yet to meet somebody successful at nutrition. Who's just winging it. Right. I don't know how to personally do that. And this is my job and I've been doing it for almost 20 years. So if I can't do it, how can I expect somebody else to be successful at it? Mm -hmm. And so, um, so here's a question because our next jumpstart program is starting September 22nd. All right. So, you know, for, there might be somebody being like, wow, this program sounds amazing. I definitely want to, you know, be a part of it. You know, look at Annalisa. She's learned so much and she's met her goals. Um, but I feel like life is going to be stressful <laughs> in September. Um, mm -hmm. What would you say to somebody who, you know, is thinking or considering about the program, but, but maybe nervous? Yeah. I think that's exactly why you do it in September, right? Because if it's at a time when you know you're going to feel stressed, you know you're going to have a lot on your plate, <laughs> see what I did there, um, <laughs> <laughs> then asking for help is exactly the right thing to do, right? And the Jumpstart program is, you know, it's affordable, it's a group format, right? It's all online, it's six solid weeks of support, right? So like, this is actually the place to start, right? It's an aptly named program. Um, so if someone is considering it, I, I, you know, I'd say go for it. This is exactly the right time. And more than that, I'm going to put on my therapist hat for a minute. You deserve it, right? Like you deserve to feel healthy, to feel happy and confident, to feel good in your body. You deserve to have a good relationship with food and feel confident in how you're filling your plate and what you're teaching your kids. Like that's stuff that you know, if only we had all gotten that, those lessons as a kid, but we didn't, and it's not too late. So go ahead and take care of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I think what people are seeing is, oh, I, I don't, I'm not going to have time for myself um, because I'm going to be stretched so thin. Mm -hmm. And those are the times when you need to reach out the most because yeah. it's easy to fall into a very dark place <clears throat> and develop even more habits. And I think what my fear is, is that people are going to they're going to need they're going to be overwhelmed i mean i'm going to say it right now i feel like these next couple months we're going to see more women ages 35 to 55 on antidepressants and anxiety meds yeah and we're going to see more women drinking yeah. as coping strategies um i hope i'm wrong but i just see too many women already stretched thin and then the thought of trying to add a virtual classroom on top of it is going to set them over the edge. Yeah, and, yeah. and, and believe it or not, men too. I, the, my phone has just been ringing off the hook the past, really just like the past 10 days um, with men and women exactly the way you're describing, just stretched too thin, um, just upset, you know, symptoms of depression and anxiety, like spiking. And, um, you know, I think, 
that this is probably a good time to talk about the, the food mood connection, right? So yeah, medication is helpful for some people sometimes. Um, that's absolutely true. And talk therapy is something that can, can help people, you know, that are in that dark place that you mentioned. Uh, but there's also so much that we can do for ourselves and the, the way that we feel mentally and emotionally has a direct connection to the way we treat our bodies, how we eat, what we eat, you know, how often. So we know that, like I was in preparation for this discussion, I was looking at some of the, the science behind this, you know, from Harvard studies, um, NPR did a really good article that I can share if you want to share it with your listeners. Yeah. Um, but we, we know there's a connection between mental health and food. And so if people are already feeling stressed, yeah, jump into a program like this and, and get some of that behavioral stuff kick-started, right? So, so as we don't go into that dark place. Right. Yeah. And being able to recognize when you're spiraling and asking for help versus just thinking, oh, it'll get better. It'll get better. Cause yeah. Or I got this. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay not to have it first. <laughs> it's okay. Oh, I will. I'll be the first to admit, you know, now that all the emails are coming and all the, the teachers are starting to create their plans and send them to us as parents. And the one day I just, completely checked out as like, it's just too much information. It's yeah. too hard. And I think I went fetal somewhere in a quarter and I was just like, <laughs> I can't, I can't even do any of it right now. And, you know, I was like, all right, brush myself off. Like it's going to be okay. You don't have to watch every video and read every email when it comes in. Like, but it just got completely overwhelming and, and shut down. But if you're yeah, feeling that you. way, I disappeared into the woods for a couple of days. I was like, I'm going camping. Yes. <laughs> There's no connection out in French Creek. I can't get to the phone. <laughs> yes. Yes. And being able to recognize and identify when you need to disconnect and when you need to just take care of yourself. Mm -hmm. And I always tell people self-care is not bubble baths. You know, <laughs> I mean, that's, it can be, that would be awesome if that's all it took. But self-care is is you know being able to recognize when you need the mental rest and the physical rest and you know and how to fuel yourself appropriately so you have the energy to tackle these really big problems and these really big challenges yeah is there anything else um that you would like to add in terms of the the psychological connection um i know you made a lot of really good points but i just yeah want to give you that opportunity. Um, yeah just i guess one more point which is that it's complex, right? And we don't fully understand how food is going to affect you individually because each person is so unique, right? So, you know, there are, gonna, there are all these sources of information that are just going to bombard you with like, oh, you have to eat like this. You have to cut out all carbs if you want to not be depressed, or you have to never touch sugar if you want to, you know, have energy, whatever. There's so much information out there, but it is complex and unique to each individual. So don't fall into the trap of that all or nothing thinking. Let yourself experiment a little bit and figure out, okay, and like track it, right? Use your food journal and your emotions journal to figure out how I feel when I do X. Um, and, and that way you can create your own personalized plan around that food mood connection. And that's something that both a nutritionist and a therapist can help you do. Yeah. Oh, that's great advice. Um, all right. So just a couple more questions, you know, how would you say, I mean, I'm going to make this sound very philosophical, but how has, how has jumpstart changed your life and, or maybe your outlook and yeah. how you view things? 
So <laughs> I think. Or, you know what, I'm going to interrupt you real quick. Or maybe another question, a better, to, to, a better way of wording it is, or what did you learn about yourself through the six weeks that you're going to plan to take with you? I'm sorry, I totally interrupted you, but That's I just okay. thought of a different way to word it. <laughs> so what did I learn about myself? Um, <laughs> I'd say I learned that I, in the past, I was being pretty childish about my relationship with food. So my family jokes that I have no taste buds and it's, it's only kind of a joke. Like I really don't have much of a palate. And so most of the food that I eat is like really, really rich, right? Really spicy, like covered in hot sauce. It has to be intense for me to notice and care. And if it's not, then I just don't really care about food. I'm just not that motivated by it. And so because of that, I was just being really immature. Like that would be like the end of the sentence, right? Like, oh, I just don't really care about food. I'm just gonna shove whatever in my face. And that's just not a nice way to treat my body. And <laughs> someone said in one of the talks, um, one of the, like the Saturday morning accountability talks, like, oh, that's exactly how my son <laughs> talks about food. And I was like, oh crap. Like I'm <laughs> acting like a nine-year-old boy. <laughs> So maybe a little bit of a harsh realization, but it helped move me forward. So it helped me realize like, I do have to embrace, you know, nutrition and, and really like encourage my relationship with food to, to have a little bit more depth. Right. Um, so that was like the big thing that I learned about myself. And then there are all these little habits that I put into place because every week I picked just one thing that I focused really hard on that I wanted to like uh, fold into my life. So those, you know, the rainbow of produce every day is one example or um, filling my plate appropriately, like half vegetables, you know, quarter protein, quarter carbs, um, water, like I'm constantly drinking water now. So those little habits have built up into something pretty big for me. Like I feel pretty amazing now. Oh, that's amazing. That is awesome to hear. <laughs> Cause I think we discount the little things, right? Because they're not big, huge shifts. Mm -hmm. You know, we think, Oh, what's that gonna, is that even going to make a difference? But when you start putting all those little things together. Yeah. It really adds up. Yeah. It's where the magic happens. So Annalisa, all right, you have given us so much great information, um, but I also want to give you the opportunity to let our listeners know how they can connect with you. So, you know, if they're in a place where they're looking for somebody and they love the idea of using, um, you know, therapy with specifically dogs or do you do other pet therapy? Right now it's just me and my dog. Um, as we grow, we'll have more animals. So Benji is my um, AKC trained, hound dog who mostly just snuggles and plays with people and people love it. Um, but yeah, so eventually we'll, we'll have, you know, my dream is to have a big old farm with cats and chickens and pigs and all of that. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Yeah. Love it. Um, so how can somebody find you? Yeah. Uh, so my website is counseling with doggo. So D O G G O.com. And, um, and I'm all over Facebook. You can find me just by searching on Elisa Smithson or by searching counseling with doggo. And, uh, my big thing really is self care. Like I've been doing lots of videos lately, inviting people into my self care routines, like helping people understand why it's important and what it is beyond bubble baths. I think I've actually said that. It's so funny that, <laughs> that, <laughs> that earlier. Yeah. 
Awesome. Uh, well, I just want to thank you for your time and for your expertise and your wisdom and just for you sharing your journey, because we know that I always say we, we lead with our strengths and we connect with our weaknesses. And so when we realize like, oh, I have the same struggles or I, that's my challenge too. It's really where we can form those connections and, mm -hmm. and get the help that we need. So, so thank you for for being here and thank you for stalking me. Um. <laughs> yes, of course. And, and I want to thank you, uh, not only for inviting me onto your podcast, but also just for, I mean, I can see how much work you put into the Jumpstart program. Like it's sort of, sort of astonishing, like the price point that it's at, because you clearly just put so much love and energy and expertise into it. And thank you for sharing all of that with me and with the rest of my group. Oh, you're welcome. All right. And if you are interested in joining our next Jumpstart program, it does begin September 22nd. Um, you can visit us at bodymetricspa.com forward slash jumpstart. And you can get all the information as well as learn more about what the program entails. We mentioned it entails or um, it includes, you know, obviously the six weeks of of learning. So the live trainings. Um, there's also an accountability call um, on Saturday mornings, just an opportunity to check in to make sure you understand the information presented at the teaching call, but also if you have additional questions. We offer the, the daily emails that give you the thought-provoking questions, as well as the Facebook call-outs to make sure you're doing what you're supposed to do. It's that huge accountability piece that's missing in so many programs. Um, but then we also give you some meal plans and an exercise program, and you're free to use as much or as little of the resources that you need to be helpful throughout the program. So if you'd like to join us, we'd love to have you. Again, bodymetricspa.com forward slash jumpstart. All right, guys. Oh, you know what? We always conclude every single one of our episodes with a recipe. So I'm going to invite Annalisa to share one of her favorite recipes with you. So go ahead, take it from here. Okay, so I will start this by saying um, I'm a vegetarian and it is an amazing feat to be able to like create like crispy, beautiful tasting tofu. <laughs> a lot of people don't do this well. And my partner, John, he has nailed it. So ginger sriracha tofu uh, from the Thug Kitchen cookbook, which is a hilarious cookbook, just and everything I've ever had from it is delicious. But this is my favorite. So look up ginger sriracha tofu. All right. And you, that's available online. That's where yeah. you got the recipe. Okay. So you don't need to actually purchase the cookbook. No. Okay. okay. Awesome. All right, so there you have it, guys. Ginger sriracha tofu. I'm going to put the link to that recipe in the show notes so you can quickly um, access it, um, make it accessible. Um, but just again, thank you, Annalisa, for joining us today. And um, we'll see you next week. Take care. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Nourish, Eat, Repeat podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please rate, review, and share with others so we can reach and help more people. For more information about nutrition, how to work with a dietitian, or about any of our programs, visit our website at bodymetricspa.com. Or you can find us on socials. We're on Instagram at Bodymetrics Health or on Facebook at Bodymetrics Health and Wellness Services. The book, Nourish, Eat, Repeat, is available on our website 
and Amazon in both paperback and ebook versions. Once again, I'm Adrienne Delgado, and I'll see you next week.